Billy Bradley, here we are, son. I, I definitely don't want to pass up Kansas, and we will have a full report on Kansas forthcoming, but I can't – words cannot adequately express just how excited I am for this race in Martinsville, Virginia, uh, this weekend. Billy, we, we, we always circle this race on our calendar. We love this race. It's a short track. It's a pay-per-clip. Ain't nothing like it. It's one of a kind. It's also late in the season where we do see some payback, and we have several drivers that are looking for payback, and who knows if it will happen to Martinsville or not. It is a cutoff race. Again, uh, the old point system is anybody who still favors the old point system ought to have their ass kicked and be forbidden to watch NASCAR. Billy, this system that NASCAR has created for the playoffs has become wildly entertaining and something that nobody ever can predict. And 15 years ago, we knew who was going to win the damn thing maybe since, you know, September sometimes. But yeah, I like the Larson at the Bristol Night Race probably. They absolutely could have, Billy. And I think this I think this season's going to go down uh, as one that true Older NASCAR fans who who've been around since the old you know point system days are we're going to come to look back on this season as one of the greatest we've ever seen. I would agree with everything you said, and it's just the it's the playoffs are the same thing as uh, basketball, a football. A number one team cannot make they can get beat out of the championship. You know, Tom Brady got put out of several Super Bowls that he had. Amazing years through that he didn't play in, but that's just part of the, the system. It's part of the system. I, I'm so excited. We need to talk about about Kansas, though. Uh, fact of the matter is, I had the first pick last week and I screwed up, Billy. I did not yeah, think that Kyle Larson was going to win back to back. My head told me to pick Kyle Larson. Why wouldn't you? So winning his driver, he just come off a mile and a half win. But you know what? I've been picking Chase Elliott. I think it's time for Chase Elliott. I, Boy, was I wrong. Jimmy Wags, let's welcome you in, too. Now, I may have made the mistake that has lost the championship um, for the the pick'em that we do every week because now you are a full two ahead of me with only two races left. Uh, Jimmy, let's talk about the race first. Uh, the race at, um, at Kansas, what are your initial thoughts um, on the race at Kansas that we just left? Well, uh, I mean, pretty much everything I said last week, on the pie, it came to fruition, right? It did. Restarts were crazy. Uh, and once they got strung out, they were going to run that high side, and uh, and it was going to be hard to pass. And that yeah. really was the case on Sunday. Uh, other than the restarts, it was it was pretty much a snooze fest. Uh, yeah. Obviously, uh, the Kansas race was going head-to-head with the F1 race uh, somewhat, so to speak. Um, and uh, there, were, there was a lot of buzz around the, the attendance at both races, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit later. But uh, I thought it was a, a standard Kansas race. And, uh, you know, the end, the end was re- was pretty entertaining. Uh, mm-hmm. Chase was definitely faster than Kyle. And uh, he was really running the ragged edge on that high line uh, right up against the wall. And uh, if, if he hadn't gotten the wall a couple times at the end uh, there, he would have caught Kyle Larson. It would have been interesting to see if if Kyle would have laid over for him to get into the the championship four. But hey, I'm glad he didn't. Uh, both both my guys I picked. Obviously Larson winning, and Kevin Harvick had a great day. I thought Kevin Harvick was going to ha- uh, 
had a shot to win it there uh, towards the end. And uh, Kurt Busch had a great day. Uh, and William Byron, man, William Byron, uh, if he hadn't got that speeding penalty, he was going to win that thing. He was he was lightning fast uh, uh, at Kansas, and um, that, that penalty killed him. Uh, but all in all, I thought it was a solid, solid Kansas race, good ending, good entertaining ending. And uh, here we are. We're going to Martinsville, boys. Billy, I, I, I want to tell you something. You and I talk about this all the time on these mile-and-a-half tracks. I, I think we could have been fine with 300 or 350 miles there. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, this this car has has made the mile-and-a-halves infinitely more exciting than what they were just five years ago, in my opinion. I mean, I, because the restarts were good for about half a lap, and then they were all strung out again. But yeah, this is taking Billy on it, and I, I want to add something to it once, once you uh, once you finish. What do you think about that, Billy? Uh, you, you cut off on me, but, like, uh, as far as uh, I'm assuming you're talking about the, mile, the performance we're seeing on these mile-and-a-half tracks, like, yeah. there would be tracks that Jimmy Johnson would have almost the entire field a lap down by 20 laps into the race. We're not seeing it right now. Yeah, everybody's talking about, oh, it's too hard to pass. It's too hard to pass. I promise you it's not like it was 10 years ago when Jimmy Johnson led 500 laps at Charlotte and had the entire field lap down. Enjoy it. <laughs> Jimmy? I, I And, Billy, I'm going to echo that. I feel the exact same. Just think about it, right? The race is in the mid-90s, late 90s, right? Jeff Gordon in 1999, won, what, 13, 14 races, right? And yeah. he completely dominated mile-and-a-half tracks. Well, that's when mile-and-a-half tracks were at its peak in the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Mile-and-a-half races back then were boring. Yeah. They had guys winning over 10 seconds. You had yeah. the guy in 12th place, two laps down. Like, yeah. I, I get it. I'm upset. You know, I think the package sucks. The, the 550 definitely sucks. They need to have high horsepower, low downforce at these tracks. Um, but at the same time, I would rather see a guy win by three seconds versus a yeah. guy win by ten. They they got to figure out the passing. Um, that's something hopefully this new car will help with in the, the way that it's designed. Uh, but we, we have to wait and see. So, uh, I'm glad this is the last race in this 550 package in this, the current Gen 6 car, and I'm looking forward to what the uh, the next gen car does on mile and a half going into 2022. I can tell you this: I've spent most of my Texas Motor Speedway days watching somebody win by 10 to 20 second lead, uh, and and to see them close and to see people you know have a chance to race for the lead at the end. It is definitely better than what we had, but I'll be damn glad to get rid of this thing and start something new. We have, you know, we we blew up these mile-and-a-half tracks because NASCAR saw unprecedented growth, and they yeah. had to figure out a way to get more money at the track, so they built these things. I mean, Texas Motor I have been at Texas Motor Speedway when there was over 200,000 fans there. It was actually dangerous, to be bluntly honest with you, <laughs> because if you had an accident – or something was going on, you were going to die. <laughs> it was it was it was tough to get in and out of that place. And my dad, when he was like seventy nine or eighty, um, hell, I, you, you know how hard it was to get him in the infield. Um, you had to walk forever. It was difficult. It took an hour, and cell service sucked because Sprint was back then. It was just I, I think 
moving away from these mile, mile and a half served the NASCAR fandom well for about six years. And yeah. then the the newness, the the feeling of being around 200,000 fans for a basically a week-long party, uh, that got yeah. old after about six years. And we don't need that shit anymore. In 2021 and beyond, we need to get in, get out, see an exciting damn race and move on because the fact of the matter is the the racing competition around the world has gotten better. We talked about Tony Stewart's um, uh, thing that he's That's got right. going on. Yeah. Well, we've got all these little cars that are going on. But but Jimmy mentioned the, the Circuit of the Americas. Boys, that thing is catching on. And I've given F1 people. Uh, Jimmy Wags is getting up early now watching these races uh, on Sunday. But F1 is for real. And F1 is interesting. F1 is different. And I think when you got the opportunity to watch a mile-and-a-half NASCAR uh, track race or you get to watch uh, F1 racing down in Austin, Texas, um, you're going to watch the F1 race. And maybe in 10 years that will go away, and maybe that won't be new anymore or different. But right now, NASCAR, the best thing they could do is, is cut a damn race, I mean blow up Texas Motor Speedway and turn it into something else. And, and start doing something that makes more sense. I got, I got make... a question for you guys. Sorry to cut you off there. That's I right. Got go a ahead. Question for you guys. All right. So if we look at the race in its entirety, both races in its entirety, right? In F1 races, there's not really a lot of passing going on between first, second, and third. Nope. A lot of the passing happens on the initial part of the race, right? Yeah. And then. Yeah strategy plays throughout the race depending on how many times you want to pit and so on and so forth, right? Uh, We get way more lead changes in in NASCAR racing, right? We get way more passing in NASCAR racing. What, like, I'm trying, like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, what, as far as the racing product in itself, NASCAR racing product is better than F1 racing product. Mm -hmm. But how do we get, but how do we get the, the amount of people that were there in Austin to come to, to, to really be at a NASCAR playoff race two races before the championship. Like, what do we need to do? That's easy. You do less of it. How many times does F1 come to the United States? Right. Once a year. Now now two going uh, into 2022. Uh, not saying we go that many, that few uh, cup races around the United States because that's just near to things. But you cut the races in half, you cut your mile and a half in track or in half, and then you, you put on some more uh, Talladega's, Daytona's. I mean, that's where the mile and a half is over with now, in my opinion. Billy, that's a astute. Um, that's an astute point that you've made, and I'm not sure we can do any better. The fact of the matter is F1 is first of all, the documentary that, that Jimmy right. and right. Quinn right. turned me on. Wow. That, that helped it grow as much as it is now. That's Unbelievable. I mean, look, I mean, a lot of people now are streaming. I'm streaming. I, yeah. I don't pay a cable bill anymore. I refuse to pay a $200 cable bill when I can pay 65 bucks, 15 yep. bucks, 5 bucks. And I can get more content paying less. Yep. You know? yep. Same thing. I don't. We canceled our cable. We were paying one hundred eighty dollars a month for cable and watching three channels. Well, I can tell you this: the the newness of F one, the difference of F one, 
and the fact that that they're only here and, and listen, we've talked for when Dale Jr. was was driving, I wanted them to have fifty six fucking races a year. Um, now that Dale Jr. because I was hoping maybe I get to see one instead of go over a hundred or whatever the hell I am, uh, see a victory. <laughs> um, but fact of the matter is, uh, NASCAR season's way too damn long, and I, I would, and and in twenty twenty one and beyond, I think having a thirty six race season sounds dumb as fuck. The 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 amount of money it takes to get from one place to another with abysmal. Um, uh, abysmal track attendance in some of these tracks. I, I think it's just. It, it, listen, as far as I'm concerned, we go to two mile and a half. You remember, boys, we had like eight mile and a half races, uh, nine mile and a half races, and, and two road course races. I, and now it's almost flipped. The other, Flip, yeah. I mean, I, I can flip it the other direction and feel a lot better about it. Um, but the F1 thing is just a, it's an amazing thing. And I've come now to it. I'm, I'm a now at a neutral place. I used to hate F1 and, and now it's, I'm in a neutral place with it and I see the value in it. And I, I understand 100% why that race was, was so big. I also understand 100% why Eddie Gossage was basically doing everything he could to keep them out of the state of Texas, because this is what, this is what's happened. Um, I, I, let me let me add my two cents on this too. Uh, is that the F one broadcast? They are exciting as hell. Like, yeah. They they get they feed you tons of information, um, you know, about what's going on with the cars, you know, what the drivers are doing. Uh, the the drivers are are very personable, man. Like we they have yeah. some personable talent in F one. Guys like Daniel Ricardo, obviously. Uh, Dale Senior being his hero, he getting a drive that eighty four, um, you know, Monte Carlo. Uh, that's Aero pretty badass. Like that, that, that was incredible, man. That 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 really made me like as a NASCAR fan. I've always been an F one fan. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Michael Schumacher is one of my favorite drivers of all time. I've always watched F one, but there were mm-hmm. there have been years up until the last two or three that I could give. Uh, uh, rats, you know what about F1 racing? Because it was boring. It wasn't anything. And yeah. F1, they changed their product. They, they obviously latched onto the social media age. They got drivers that are personable, and that, that and Drive to Survive has extremely helped the popularity of F1 in uh, in the United States. Now, and I will also say this though, right about the attendance. This will be my last thing: is that look, F1 comes here once a year. They did not come here last year because of the pandemic. So it's been two years since they've been here. So they had a two-year buildup to, to get people to buy tickets, uh, to, you know, to want to be here this, this past weekend. And, I mean, they, they, I get, kudos to their marketing department. Uh, Brandon, F1 did what they needed to do, and they absolutely owned uh, this past weekend between themselves and NASCAR. Uh, and NASCAR is going to look at this and say, you know what, we can take some things that we that they did and we can improve our product and we can make it better. And that's what I love about motorsports is that people that love all types of motorsports, they're going to support each other. I support F1, and I'm sure a lot of F1 fans are going to support NASCAR, have support NASCAR, um, and we're just going to, we're going to help each other get better. That's what we need to do. Well, I, I can't say it any better than you already have. You're are well-versed in that compared to what I am. And I think NASCAR should, you know, we've talked about this, this TV thing uh, internally several, several times. I I can't believe 
anybody's going to pay NASCAR. I mean, look at movies right now. I mean, every streaming service has their own movie movie house, basically. I, I'm very interested to see how this this uh, this next TV package for NASCAR goes. But F1 has done everything. Let's put it this way: I fucking can't stand F1 up until very recently. And and lead Joe Diffy Duffy whatever the hell his damn name is um, when, when he came over I was like we got Marty Smith sitting around doing nothing and we got this son of a bitch talking about NASCAR on thing I hated it but now I understand the product a little bit better and they've done a wonderful job to get my attention because I've actively uh, refused to to even pay attention and now I'm like oh shit look at this this is now I know the names. I've watched the documentary. It's it, it's definitely working. And 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 fact of the matter is, if I can watch an F one race or I can watch a race at Kansas, even in the playoffs, I'm probably going to watch an F one race because it's the only time I'm going to watch one. <laughs> it's right here. Uh, right here. Speaking um, of the TV contract, do you think we see another one like we have in the past? I don't think so. I think that was. I, don't uh, I, don't. I think that was a year of the the era of the mile and a half tracks with two hundred thousand people there. Yeah, we oh, need yeah. to get those folks. We need to get those folks in. But just just look at the way we've done with sponsorship. Sprint yeah. had it for how many years, and they paid forty million dollars a year or something to be to, to be the, the the main sponsor. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, maybe we can get maybe we can get three people to help us out, and we only need like fourteen million. Um, I just look at that from a from a from a standpoint alone. It says there's nobody nobody going to pay that kind of money for it, um, just, especially with you got Fubo. You've got more streaming services now than I. Pro- there's probably I know of half a dozen, and there's probably two dozen more that I don't even know that are going into households right now. I just don't see how it's going to be viable. Jimmy, do you have do you have strong thoughts on the next TV contract? No, I mean uh, you know I think. I think we're going to get Fox and we're going to get NBC. I know, honestly, there should be no, absolutely no reason why a cup playoff race is not on main NBC. If y'all yeah. watch, if you watch main NBC on Sunday, they had oh, you watch Figure Everybody watches that shit. On main NBC, right? And That's the what cup I race watch. was on NBCSN. That, that, that is abysmal. That is terrible. There's no reason why a cup playoff race should be on uh, a cable channel versus it being on a main network. Um, yeah, I agree. With that being said, though, boys, the F1 race was on ABC, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Cup still outdrew more viewers than the uh, F1 race this past weekend. Cup had over two million, a little over two million, and I want to say F1 was around one point seven, one point five, one point seven, somewhere in there. Yeah, and if you add the fans that were in attendance, F1 wins. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's just, okay. but but it's um it's a it's an interesting dichotomy, and um uh, you know our in our chat group, um our good friend Johnny, he has strong feelings uh, about it, and then I think we pointed out to him, um, you know something about the streaming. Mm-hmm. I said, well, shit, they don't even stream it on. On, I mean, I can't tell you how many people, when it goes from Big Fox to Fox Sports 1 or NBC to NBCSN, complain, like, well, I don't have that fucking channel. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't stream that or whatever the case may be. And, and I, just, I just don't see it ever going back to the big, the big networks again. I, I just don't. 
Um, and maybe I'm uh, to be bluntly honest with you. I think if they would just make um, listen, we got to get rid of Latart. We got to get rid of um, Jeff Burton. We got to stick um, um, God Reynolds. Um, what the hell's his name? Hey, Fox, bro. Larry um, yeah, Larry we get Larry McReynolds in there with, I like with Dale Jr. I have no and, problem with Latart. It, for me, in NBC, it's, it's Jeff Burton. <laughs> I'm not, okay, I'm not Jeff Burton makes guy. me hate the NBC broadcast. <laughs> but if we could, all right, let's do this. Let's keep Larry Mack where he needs to be in the in the garage or 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 on, or on the broadcast a hell of a lot more than just showing us what a damn uh, a wedge is. But and have um, uh, Boyer, uh, Latart, and Dale Jr. and do all the fucking races. I'd be yeah. happy as shit to hear that yeah. right there. I mean, yeah. I think we'd have all we need if we had Larry McReynolds, uh, a crew chief, and two guys like like because because listen, uh, Junior is is a damn good at what he does, and Clint Boyer, he's just not a funny man. He actually has some damn good some some yeah. some good points and all those sorts of things. That, that's that's a winning combination, and they need to get rid of everything else, in my opinion. And I think if NASCAR could figure out a way to do it in house and to have those guys do it and to cut down to a a, a, a twenty six. Or maybe a thirty. Maybe you run um, ten races. Uh, maybe you run uh, twenty-two races uh, to to figure out your your playoffs, and then a eight uh, or, or maybe nine nine playoff races. I don't know, but there's this next TV thing isn't going to have much of a difference. That was the greatest thing that uh, Brian France did before he started uh, sniffing coke and running into stop signs. Um, that, that TV contract was the best thing that some bitch ever did. You know, Dale Jr. drove that next gen car at, at Bowman Gray Stadium yep, this sir. week. It looks pretty good, Jimmy. Now we've talked about how good that car looks, uh, but but to see it in that red on the track, I thought that was neat. But did I hear that that was the first time Jr. had ever been to Bowman Gray Stadium? I think, uh, yeah, I think so. I think it's, he said that was the first time he ever drove there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's that seems odd to me. That just seems like uh, uh, you grow up very close to there. I can't imagine not not driving on it. But I thought it was. Um, and we got plenty of stuff to talk about the next gen cars. Holy crap! Between the tires and and the way they look and all that kind of stuff. But um, uh, boys, we're going to to Martinsville. And Jimmy Wags, you're going to be there. Your last race in person of the season. And last one, number ten, baby. Number, number ten, 10. Um, biggest NASCAR fan. That, uh, that I mean, I thought I was a pretty big damn NASCAR fan going to these damn races, but I am definitely not in first place. You definitely have, have, have got that. But what an interesting, what an interesting thing we got. We we still have. Let me ask you right now, Billy. I'm going to ask you next, Jimmy. Billy, do we still have uh, Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott? Um, uh, issues to maybe worked out here, yes or no? Yes. Jimmy Wags, yes or no? No. I don't think we do. Um, I, I don't think we do. I think there was there's been enough time in between, you know, Kansas and Texas that maybe we got past it. And the fact Chase of the matter passed is, Harvick on the track yeah. in, late in that race, Chase passed Harvick on the track. I think coming. Yeah, up Harvick's not going to do nothing. Ain't doing anything. So, He's not going to do nothing at Kansas. Kansas yeah. is uh, – we saw yeah. Armorola broke his back at Kansas. And, you know, Jeff Gork and all of them bitch about Talladega, Daytona, you know, and they never say nothing about Kansas. We've seen some of the worst crashes at Kansas than yeah. we have it. Granted, Ron Newman's wreck is 
is an exception to the rule on that fact, but I think Kevin Harvick's going to uh, – Chase Elliott thinks he's locked in. And uh, he is. Billy, I'm telling you, Chase is locked in. Chase, all Chase got to do is ride around and not hit anything, and he's I mean, in the final four. L- let's put it like this. He does. Two bad stages, and these other drivers get stage points. Bam. Mark well, Truex wins the race. Bam. There's two. Well, oh, hey, hey, that's a, that's a good point, Billy, because what, here's what we got. Kyle Larson's in, obviously. Chase Elliott's plus 34. Jimmy, to your point, he's that's almost a damn race. Um, you know, if minus he, if he did points. Say, if he gets anywhere between six to seven stage points in stage one, it's over. He's in, over. yeah. Yeah, he's in. Denny Hamlin is only two points behind that. He's 32, uh, plus 32, and guess what? Um, he's pretty damn good at Martinsville. Kyle Busch is where it gets interesting. Kyle Busch is only one point to the good. He's Ooh, likely not what? passing. <laughs> he's, he's likely not passing um, the guys in front of him. Uh, Ryan Blaney is minus one. Martin Truex is minus three. Brad Keselowski is minus six. Mm. I don't think Joey Logano has a chance, but Joey hey. Logano's good at that damn track, right? Yes, so yeah. I, I think I think I think it's fairly safe to say you're going to have Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin in there, unless uh, Truex, Blaney, Keselowski, or Logano, all of which who could win at that damn track, gets a victory. Um, Kyle Busch is the one that's in trouble. Kyle Busch does okay at Martinsville. But, you know, his little baby temper tantrums come out a lot at places like, like Martinsville. We see him get flustered. I mean, just look at his performance at Bristol. Um, he gets flustered and, and gets in trouble very quickly. But I think this fourth position is going to be very, very interesting to me. I don't know. I think if I had to bet today, I'd say it's Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, and not Kyle Busch. I also didn't pick Kyle Busch to make the round of eight. So that tells yeah, you what I, I know. Um, Jimmy Wags, of these guys uh, out of the chase right now, Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex Jr., Brad Keselowski, Joey Logano, if you had one pick to win this race out of those four, who do you pick? God damn it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to take – I'm going to take Brad Keselowski. Uh, like, the guy the guy runs, I mean, great at Martinsville. Um, he's got uh, – he's just got the Russian mindset. That he's, he's got to get it done, and I, I would have to go bad, Brad, man. Um, Billy, same question to you. I think you're gonna. I mean, it ain't called Martinville for no reason. Martin Truex for sure. I, I would say it was between Martin Truex and Joey Logano. Joey Logano um, is um, of those four. He's the biggest prick. And it wouldn't be a, a you know beyond him to wreck seven people at the end to get up there and to get victory. Um, and, and we know Joey Logano's has some issues um, uh, at, at Martinsville, but Joey Logano is a feather without a dart, and also he's minus twenty six points. He ain't that got a him, care in the world, man. It, it does, he doesn't give a shit, right? Nope. That's a dangerous place for everybody else above him to, to be, because he doesn't. Um, luckily. Two of those three guys are his teammates, but I don't think Joe Logano gives a shit because Brad keselowski has gone, and he's got plenty of time to make it up to Ryan Blaney. So it's going to be interesting. To, one one driver I'm going to watch for sure is going to be the 22 of Joey Logano, just see how he he runs his race and how it 
how it goes. Um, we've seen a lot of people, a lot of action here. Uh, we got a lot of people that are uh, like, like we need to talk about the the eight. The eight's been running fairly well as of late, boys. And yeah. and this is oh, a track dear, where right. if I think he's Dylan. Are you not yeah. like worried about this shit? I think you need to be if you're Austin Dillon. The only thing that that helps that helps Austin Dillon, of course, is, is uh, yeah. who's re, who he's related to and the fact that he does have some victories. But yeah. I believe once Tyler Reddick, I think next year in this new car is a whole new level. It's a play. It's a level playing field, and the younger guys are gonna. I think from anybody. Um, from Ryan Blaney is probably the oldest cup driver. It's hard for me to, to say that out loud. I think anybody <laughs> older than Ryan, older than Ryan Blaney and, and that group of guys that came in chase and, and Bubba and those guys, anybody older than that, I think are going to struggle next year. Um, I think everybody younger than that is you're going to see a much better, much easier playing field. And we move to that next, that next gen um, to me, <laughs> the eight in Tyler Reddick is going to stand out. And that's why I think, also, I think that uh, William Byron has a chance to be, you know, something super special, even though he's he's definitely in the shadow over there of um, uh, a soon-to-be cup champion, maybe, and Kyle Larson. Let's give maybe. it to him, man. Let's give it to him, please. A, can, we, <laughs> can we just not even write Phoenix? Just give him the damn. Well, it's certainly going to be interesting, but we got to do our picks first. And I guess uh, the last two winners we've had are Jimmy and Billy. So that means I go first. And I really don't want to pick first. That's literally the, the last thing I want to do because I've been picking Chase Elliott because I can't believe Kyle Larson is going to win four in a row. And, but to not pick Kyle Larson is kind of dumb. But i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the dumb thing again. I'm going to do Chase Elliott to win. And I'm going to take Kevin Harvick um, to, to come in. Uh, the, the, as my dark horse, because I think I think this is the race. I mean, we're going to go to Phoenix. Kevin Harvick's very good at that racetrack, but we all know nobody races hard at that racetrack. Uh, they don't want to be the reason why somebody didn't win a championship. I think uh, I'm going to take the nine and the four. So that means you're up next, Billy Bradley. Who you got? Uh, I'm going with the nineteen and eight. Nineteen and eight. Those are two strong picks, but but you know who's left is Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin was a guy, oh, and Kyle Larson. So Larson's left. Wags, who are you going to take? I, we already know he's going to take Bubba, right? Can we just pencil that in for his yeah, – who are you going to take, Jimmy? Oh, come on, come on now. You know you know your boy. Come on now. <laughs> who you go, got? We're going four in a row. Kyle Larson to win. Damn. And uh, I'm taking old Daryl Bubba Wallace as there my dog. Go. I figured that was going to be the case. And here's the thing, Billy. I had the opportunity to pick – Kyle Larson last week, and I said, "Nah, he's not going to win two in a row. He's not going to win two mile and a half in a row. I'm going to take Chase Elliott. What's he do? He wins." I wasn't have taken him last week either because I figured they were going to focus on the nine car. Nah, that, that damn car has been way too damn fast. <laughs> well, it, it has been, and so if if I lose with back to back weeks with the first pick, I've got nobody to blame but myself. Which kind of like Daryl Bubba Wallace. That's where I want the blame. I don't want to be able to blame anybody else. And, and if I lose, it is definitely my dumb ass that lost this race. Um, I'm looking forward to it, boys. I can't wait to sit down and watch this thing. Uh, and I will, this is one I will probably watch, um, you know, start to finish, uh, like like most of the other people um, here. But what, what, who we didn't pick, by the way, is Denny Hamlin starting in fourth. Um, Joey Logano, by the way, is starting um, uh, fifth. 
Uh, Martin Truex Jr. is starting fourth. So there's there's a there's a lot of good you know guys up here. Uh, Christopher Bell, don't forget about him, is in twelfth, and uh, and Bubba Wall starts in in seventeenth. So yeah. I'm uh, looking for a for a great race, Billy. I know you're headed to the beach, right? Yeah, I'm headed down to the beach. I've done marked off a three-hour schedule on Sunday to uh, find me a bar <laughs> stool to wrap my nuts around to watch the race. But hey, we didn't, we didn't do a we didn't do a, a championship four pick'em at the start of the year, so we can handicap ourselves here what thirty-five races. So who who is your guys final four? I'll go first since I picked. Uh... Uh, since it's my turn, I had to pick last because I'm the I got the worst record here as of late. I'm going to take who the, where we are right now. I'm going to take um, uh, Kyle Elliott, uh, Hamlin, and then I'm literally going to put Martin Truex Jr. in there for that fourth spot. Uh, Billy, who you got? I'll go Kyle Chase, Denny Hamlin, Truex, and I have Truex pointing it off. All right, well, I got Kyle Larson winning it all. Uh, we got the same people. I, you got uh, – um, wait, did you say you had Truex winning it all? Yep. Okay, I got Larson winning it. Who you what, got, Jimmy what, Wags? Harvick last year, when he won those races, I want Kyle Larson to win. Do not get me wrong. I yep. want him to win. But we saw the same situation last year with Harvick. We did. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. That's a great point. Jimmy, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go, obviously, Larson locks himself in. I'm going to go Denny, Chase, and I'm going to go, uh, I, look, I'm going to throw a wild card. Ryan Blaney. Okay. Look, who's your winner? Let's see. My, my winner, uh, how could you not pick the five? Kyle Larson. I mean, the dude's just been absolutely dominant all year. It's going to take a, a natural disaster for him not to win that race. <laughs> so, um, it, it's going to be a great championship race. Chase was obviously hella fast there. He started last and won. Yeah. Um, so, but, I mean, you can, how can you deny Kyle Larson? Listen, uh, one thing's for sure. Uh, thankfully, in 2021, we have no idea how it's going to play out. And um, and that's better than what it was in 1991, 81, 91, uh, and 01. So I'm excited for that. Um, for Billy Bradley, who's headed to the beach, for Jimmy Wags, who's headed to Martinsville, this is Dado. Let's go racing at the paperclip, boys. What do you say? See you guys. Drop the hammer. Let's go.